will say Tilly's borrowing a, a Hasselblad. Hasselblad? Mm-hmm. She's doing cool. film in Darkroom right now. And it is ca- like... the cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the big medium format thing where you, like, look through the top. And, oh, yeah. Okay. For, like for a brownie. Those... A what? A brownie camera. Brownie camera? Yeah, it's a very popular uh, film camera from back sure, in the day. Sure, 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 sure. Hasselblad's it. what they took the moon, though, which is cool. Um, but she's got one because she's Supposedly. doing uh, prints and stuff on, on medium format. Actually, let me just brag on Tilly for a second. She has really gotten into the film photography stuff, and she's like shooting, developing, printing, and everything completely analog. Like no computers, no printers, no scanners, no nothing, and it's awesome. She's really good. But shooting with that thing, I was helping her with a shot yesterday, and like it feels like a like a bolt action rifle or something. It's the most satisfying mechanical device I think I've ever used. You, the shutter like has this incredible sound. And then when you rack the, the, the film, it's like, it feels it's unbelievable. If anyone ever has the opportunity to shoot one, I highly recommend it. Camera, not a gun, by the way. Right. All right. So with that, uh, welcome to dipped in tone, everyone 2.0. Hello. Back. We out here. I have a huge mustache. <laughs> you have a massive mustache. This has been uh, a, how do I put this? A conscious effort to grow because, uh, maybe we can share this. We'll have to take photos tonight because technically today is Halloween. Shh, don't talk about that. Uh, it's fine. They, they know. There's, there's, no, we're shooting this today as it comes out. Pay no attention to the man real. behind the curtain. <laughs> um, but uh, Graham... My son is going to be Batman. I made him a bat suit out of foam. He looks really good. He put it on uh, after I finally completed it, saw himself in the mirror, and he said, I look just like the real Batman. <laughs> oh, man. How did that make you feel as a dad? Uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah. And then Because uh, you made Morgan, the costume. Like, you, you I, made it. I, I made the, a muscle suit and a cowl, like a full... It's not like some mask. It's like a full cowl. It goes over his whole head, and he has gauntlets with fins. And, Hell, yeah. It's a thing. Um, but Morgan, she's going to be the Joker. She's going to be a female Joker. And I'm going to be Commissioner Gordon. So I yeah. had, to, had to grow the mustache out. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I think the stash plays. I think you keep the stash. I'm falling in love with it. And everybody it, it around works. says, it kind of works for you. I no, look it just really like works, my father. <laughs> it's, and, and then, you know, in the Pantheon of Guitar YouTube, it's basically just you and Keith Williams rocking the... Although he's got His more than the goatee... Is, his stash is gone. He's he's clean shaven now. No, that's true. That is true. So yeah, who's, right, so, who else has a big stash? No, not nobody. Not nobody uh, that I know. I'm I'm serious, man. With the glasses and and the hair, it's it's very academic. Uh, it's a good I, look. I look like an off duty cop from the. You 80s. do look like a cop. That's for sure. But but like a like a like an old like 1970s sort of cop. I've got a real Hopper from Stranger Things vibe going. Yeah, on. a hop thing going on. Yeah, I'm for it. So. Man. So how's how's your week been going? Oh God! Well, uh, actually, it was really good. Took a few days off, went camping, took the camper out. It is it is peak fall leave leaves foliage 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 foliage. It's, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Uh, North Georgia, the mountains. I mean, it's it is unbelievable. It's like you know, you practically smell the pumpkin spice latte in the air up there. So we went up <laughs> and uh, camped out for a few days back in the woods. There's this spot I've been going to since I was 18 years old. Um, it's, it's like way, way back there. You got to drive on this dirt road, like nine and a half miles through the mountains. It's awesome. So went back there with uh, good friends and, um, you know, 
that's about it. Shooting videos, starting cool. new video course, all that kind of stuff. Exciting, exciting. Yep. We uh we are almost done with packing up the shop. It's it looks the same behind me, but in the floor is just a mass of like boxes and, and crap. And then in the actual shop, we've uh we've cleared off all the shelves. Uh, there's a, still a few things floating around just because, you know, I don't know, we're still taking orders for um you know, travel bleeds and stuff on the web store and merch. But man, what an exciting time. We're renting a truck on uh Wednesday. What's that? The third. And um it's gonna be a very long day because I bought a bunch of big shelves. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great. But in other news, I had I had mentioned this in passing. And um I I'm excited to share that th- these aren't out yet, but we're working on Strat pickups. Ooh. So uh, this is a, a 60s reissue Strat, just a Mexican that I bought at um, Eastside Music Supply. They had one that this one, they had a bunch of custom shop and like a s- small builders and they had this and this one just beat all of them. Um, when they're good, they're but, good, man. Doesn't matter what it is. That's right. I watched your Strat video. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but this one, or, or th- these pickups are interesting. So what we're trying to do um, is, I mean, I guess I should just say, uh, it's going to be like a reverse stagger thing, the Hendrix thing. Uh-huh. Uh, slightly overwound, but then reverse stagger on the bridge, fairly overwound, but with a base plate. So it's Ooh. like Hendrix on a Telecaster kind of, cool. I don't know. But it's different. It has a very old sound. Um it's a it's a it's a unique vibe, but we're still testing them, prototyping them, so they may change. But um, we do we've we put them in here, and I'll start playing it. So. I like the Strat bridge with a base plate thing. It kind of yeah. cures my main issue with the Strat bridge, which is the real harsh tinny kind of thing that can happen on a Strat bridge. Putting that base plate under there, it does push it more into a Tele territory, and I'm I'm more of a, a Tellyman than a Stratman if I had to, yeah if I had to pick one. So. Yeah, we got to get you to look at whatever is in my Les Paul, and figure I know what it out is. how to get those made. They're fifty-seven classics. Yeah, from but they're different. The late '90s. Yeah. Well, so fifty-seven classics for those playing at home were, um, uh, like that was Gibson's first attempt of doing a more true PAF uh-huh. sort of replica. But it's not. I mean, like for the purists out there, it's by no means a replica. Um, and I guess you could go back to say Tim Shaw. He was the the one who kind of spearheaded all that in the '80s, but as far as like something more normal, the 57 classics were that. And I've always heard people say that the earliest ones are the best ones. And then they kind of shifted. I don't know what changed, but um, yeah, I'm glad you like them. I can't wait to hear them. I'm still really curious. I feel like we're, we're treading ground. We, we just did in the, the Joe Bonamassa episode cause it's so close to uh-huh. filming. So uh-huh. we might be mentioning a lot of the same things, but I want to check it out. I can't wait to try it. Speaking of uh, the Bonamassa interview and merch, are we going to do a Rhett skull? t-shirt i feel like we should yeah yeah right. it's gonna look like this let's see uh no come on uh, yeah yeah there it is. dude yeah, yeah just blow good. that up just make that the shirt <laughs> gotcha uh, okay yeah. awesome we're gonna dip this rig all right before we get into the rig dip though let's thank the sponsor of today's episode and that is stumac uh if you follow the link in the description box down below you can get 10 percent off one regularly priced item at stumac.com. Yeah, so that means you should go big. You should get a pickup winder. You should get an entire uh, toolkit 
or something. <laughs> Do they sell lathes? But Could you get buy it like that, a lathe? So Stumac sells, if you can work on a guitar, they have a tool for it. In um, the Revolta shop, they have their buffing wheel, which is, uh, it's amazing. It's belt driven. So it's not going to, you're less likely to take an arm off, you know, right. <laughs> uh, right. or catch something and shoot it across the room. Yeah. Um, they're like all of Stumac's tools are basically the gold standard for working on guitar. And if you can think of it, they basically make a tool for it. And so, yeah, head what to stumac.com. What do we think the most expensive thing on stumac.com is? And let's see. Oh my gosh. Let's see here. That's a great question. I'm trying to find, listen, I'm trying to save you money. Okay. So if you were to buy the most expensive thing, get 10% off, you're going to get the most savings. And uh, that's how. Math works. So it wouldn't be strings and accessories. Ooh, kits and projects. Let's look at electronic it, amplifiers. It may be an amp kit. I wonder if there's a way to like view everything. I don't know. Ah, oh, man. Ooh, a, a 66 black panel deluxe kit. 1244 bucks. So you could get 10% off that. There you go. $124. A 62 plexi. I don't know, man. Actually, that that plexi thing might be fun. I'd like to. I built well, a, a kit uh, amp once, a tweed amp, and I really enjoyed it. I like to do. I would like to do another one. It's so much fun. But even like beyond that, if you're not trying to be ridiculous, you can get the. If if your guitar needs new tuners, uh, any sort of hardware, they have it, and the and all of Stumac stuff is like top quality, especially especially all the hardware like you know Cluson, Waverly, all the best stuff. So yeah, check out check out our link in the description below. You could get a GoBar system, a GoBar deck, uh, and get well. No, the, the amp kits are more expensive than that. All right, well, someone, someone, do the research. Find the most expensive thing on Stumac.com. Let us know what it is in the comments section. Let's uh, yes. let's dip the rig. Okay, let me drop it in the chat. The worst thing about having a big mustache is when you smile, you just you just see like your middle <laughs> teeth, and you look really kind of stupid i just realized the thing has something in my teeth hold on yeah yeah okay there it is bam right in the discord um Ooh, don't forget if you want to join our discord server while we are uh and you can join in while we're taping join our patreon link down below that's right there's new tiers yep. uh there's more we're we're working hard to del to deliver on all fronts and we're we're really happy with what we've come up with on patreon but anyway with the rig here, this oh, is yeah. from Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Phil, and I'm trying. He sent this very detailed email, so I'm trying to like. This is okay. Sift through. First it. of all, can we shout out the Lego Millennium Falcon and the Lego X-wing? Yes, yes. Uh, those. It's sad that you opened them because those are probably worth a lot of money now, Phil. If you <laughs> kept them in the original packaging, but you know, whatever. It's okay. Uh, I understand the need to to build with Lego. Um, so what we've got here is a Fano TC6 all de facto in Burgundy Mist. It's got a Lawler Firebird and a Lawler 52T. We've got a Shabbat Lynx mm -hmm. in metallic purple, uh, a Fano PX6 all de facto. Uh, he says it's Dennis era. So oh, I guess that's like pre-2014 or so. Um, uh, and Phil, then, if you ever want to sell that, call me. Yeah. The, the the PX6 is is one of the, mm -hmm. the no that's the right color fans. that's that's the right one yeah um the amps we got we have a Bad Cat Tone Cat 35 watt a Mesa Lone Star Special 30 and he runs them through an aux and then the pedal board here okay TC Polytune 
Fjord Fuzz, can't pronounce K-V-A-S-I-R, uh, Jackson Pr Prism, uh, Exotic SP Compressor, a 1981 DRV, uh, Revival Drive Compact, an old Mjolnir, um, Bit Commander, Ernie Ball, uh, VP Junior, Diamond Tremolo, MXR Analog Chorus, Carbon Copy, Timeline, and a Maris Mercury 7 with Expression Pedal Connected. That's it. Boom. Dude. Okay. Let's start with the guitars. Yeah. I am absolutely in love with this guitar setup. It's funky. Oh. It's cool. They're all really nice guitars. Um, the the two Fanos, I mean, goes without saying. The fi Those are Firebird pickups in that uh, the Alta Facto, right? You said? Yeah, it looks like both, uh, both of them have Firebird pickups. Let me so zoom in on this. The photo. Firebird pickup is I think one of the most underrated pickups of all time. It's it's so good. You know, I have the I have the custom shop Firebird behind me over there. Well, they can be really good or they can be absolute dog shit. <laughs> right. Well, I would imagine these are probably I mean, anything. Lollers in here, right though. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh and so they're pretty good. But the thing about the Firebird, so first of all, Firebirds and mini humbuckers are different things even though they yes. look very similar. They're different yes. things altogether. And the Firebird pickup I think it's one of the most slept on pickups of all time. It's so cool to me. It's like the closest thing to a strat that Gibson has ever done. Like a firebird on the neck position can kind of get you into that stratty territory, but it's different. It's not, you're not going to fool anybody making it sound like a strat. Um, although technically a gold top would be more stratty in the neck position, but anyway, I digress. Point is firebird pickups are killer. Yeah, and and one of the things that makes a Firebird pickup different, I just went to, I I, I, I searched Firebird pickup construction, and the first thing that came up was a Stumac uh, link to a, a pickup kit. Nice. So I'm they got it on lock over there. <laughs> um, but instead of a normal humbucker, which has uh, one bar magnet underneath the coils, Firebirds have two bar magnets that act as like a blade, like a blade pickup. Um, so it's it's kind of like a weird hybrid between uh, a Fender's pickup construction and uh, a Gibson uh, pickup construction. Yeah, so cool. Uh, the Shabbat Links. So I recently purchased a Shabbat Links traditional Strat style pickup layout. This is an uh, an HSS, so humbucker in the bridge. But the Shabbat stuff is unbelievable. My mm. the the thing about mine that I love is a the weight. It's incredibly light. Um, it's an ash body. It's like a Mary Kay. I've shown it here on the pod before, mm -hmm. but I think that guitar has the best fretwork of any guitar I've ever bought new, including it, like, you know, all, all the, the boutique stuff, the, the Gibson stuff, the Novo stuff, the, the fretwork on the Shabbat is perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to play it. L looking behind that guitar. I'm also curious what those kind of outlets are. I don't recognize that. Oh, is that <laughs> that outlet configuration? Is it Germany? Um, I think it's Germany. Maybe. I, I do appreciate the color palette of these uh, yeah, these guitars. Too. They all very much complement one each other. But the PX6, man, great guitars. We had one uh, at Carter Drink uh, when I worked there that was uh, a Sunburst Set Neck. Oh, oh yeah. that that was one. That's one guitar that I think about. I should have bought. Yeah, got away. You don't normally see a, a Set Neck uh, Fano. Yeah, and that was one. And if that's that's uh, that's DF era, Dennis era. Yeah. I've I have been on the hunt for one of those for years. I mean, passively on the hunt. I'm not like actively looking for one, but when something like this pops up. Whew. All right, pedal board. Yeah. This is impressive. This is a this is a pretty good board setup here. I have a few thoughts. Lots of stuff. Lots uh, of stuff. Lots of stuff. I want to shout out the Bit Commander though. 
So I bought a Bit Commander in like 2013 or 14, and it's so rad. Mine's broken. I actually need to send it into EQD yeah. um, to get it fixed. But it's it's like a fuzz, but also a synth and also like an octave up, sub-octave, octave down thing. It's so cool, and I don't see enough people playing the Bit Commander. I think... I think it kind of scares people off when they play it in like a guitar store or something. They don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and I feel like that it came out a while ago. Yeah. And and they've gone, you know, and, and done a lot of things since. So I think sometimes people, they forget that these companies, just because they're making cool stuff now doesn't mean they didn't make cool stuff before. So go back and look at that. Yeah, embrace the, the chaos, man. Catalog. Sometimes that's you right. just need a, a pedal that's going to make your amp sound like it's about to fucking explode. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Speaking of which, there's something in this bag Ooh. that is going to make your amp. It, it, this very well may blow up some amps, so I'm excited. <laughs> Sick. Awesome. <laughs> serious. Okay. Um, uh, so, what do you think about the rest of this board here? Uh, the rest of the board's cool. You know, I like the SP Boost. I like the Revival Drive Compact. That's a great, really, really versatile pedal. You can do a lot with it. Um, let's see. You know. OG Mjolnir or old Mjolnir. That's cool. Yeah. Now I will say the volume pedal, the, the VP junior, I legitimately think I've bought and broken eight or nine of those. Yeah. And, and not just like I've replaced the string. Obviously I've done that on all of them, but they just break like, yeah, they're, they're disposable. If you're going to buy an EP junior and put it on your board, they're disposable. It's going to break and uh, give up the ghost at some point. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think? I like it. I think, I mean, there's a, there's a lot on here. Um, I mean, for me, it's a little much cause mm-hmm. you have a lot of gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you essentially have, uh, if you count the, the prism you could kind of treat that as a, I mean, it's a preamp sort of EQ thingy. Um, it's just a lot of gain structure, which mm-hmm. for me, it's like, that's too much, especially when you have two, two great amps that can do gain mm-hmm. in and of themselves. But I mean, you could get a lot a lot of sounds out of this. So Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate the layout of it. I like that the expression pedals right in the middle and yep. like everything seems to be laid out to where you can hit it with your foot. Yeah. Right. Okay. Amps. Yeah. Bad cat. Mesa. Lone Star. Uh Bad Cat's cool. I, I have a bad cat. Really like it. It's a great amp. Lone Star, can't I don't like them. I, I You don't like them? I don't like them. I, I don't oh, like the Lone Star thing at all. Um a friend of mine, engineer friend of mine, has had one for years and years that I've played a handful of times. I've had them as backline amps. I I don't. My my issue with Mesa amps is they're too complicated. There's too much going on. They're too heavy. First of all, I mean, have you ever tried to move a Lone Star combo? Oh yeah. I mean, it's you need a, a damn trailer to carry the thing around. Um, I mean, look at the size of the casters on that that road case he's got. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, you you need that to move that amp around. Um, trying to repair a Mesa like this Lone Star whenever something goes down. I mean, good luck. Like some techs won't even touch Mesa boogie, Mesa boogie stuff. It's not to say they're bad amps. They, they make really cool stuff. I just, you know, if it's not a Mark four or Mark five or Mark one or something like that. It's not, not my favorite, not my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I like, I like the Lone Star. I do feel like most Mesas are one of those amps that you have to like sit with and I can't imagine having it as a backline thing and just being like, okay, get a sound. All right, you ready? Go. Like, that would be a nightmare um, it, unless it was something like a Mark, an early Mark series, not the later ones because those talk about switches and stuff. It's like, yeah. 
you know, Apollo shuttle, (laughs) 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 the capsule, like all this stuff in the back. But, um, but yeah, I, I do like the way they sound. And the Bad Cat, he said, is kind of a mix of a DC-30 and a Marshall that you can blend yeah. the two channels, which is cool. I mean, for me, I would, I'd probably ditch the Mesa and just play the Bad Cat. Yeah. All right, so let's get into, get into thoughts. Guitars, right. perfect. Wouldn't change a thing. Love it. Love the color combo- combination. Love the pickup combination. You're kind of covering all the bases here, too, which is cool. Um, pedal board... We need to. We, I think we need to work on the pedal board a little bit. I agree with mm. you. I think we can drop a couple of these gain stages. So here's what I would do: I'd keep the revival drive. I'd keep the mule near. Uh, I'd keep the fuzz, and I mean the bit commander is kind of its own thing. So I'd keep that. But um, the other stuff: the SP, the Jackson Audio Prism, the 1981, uh, and the Diamond. I think could go. And then I would clean this layout up. This board is a tap dancing nightmare. For instance, like the carbon copy and the the other MXR pedal above the timeline, like you for sure are going to be knocking switches on that timeline with your feet, and those will break. Ask me how I know. Uh, And then you got to send your timeline in to get. They're not pots, they're rotary encoders. Yeah, that are mounted directly to the board, basically. And so I had a, I was on a church gig one time. And they had the snake coiled up that was run to my pedal board. And someone just coiled the snake up, dumped it on my board and moved it. And the snake got caught and it just ripped like two or three of the knobs off the timeline. <laughs> Were you like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, otherwise, you know, I just, I just work on the layout. I like what's there. I think you could just clean it up, make it a little more user-friendly, get rid of some of the gain stages. You really don't need that many gain stages. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what do you rate this thing? Well, and then amps. Oh yeah. I I ditch the Lone Star. Honestly, I just sell it and keep the Bad Cat. And if you wanted to swap the Lone Star for something else, maybe something more American voiced, like a like a deluxe or a Tweed, something like that would be cool. Complement that Bad Cat nicely. Get a Fillmore. Get a Mesa Fillmore. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's good. It's a good amp. If you if you if you're you have to have the Mesa thing. Yeah, get a Fillmore. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to give this 8.3 shoils. Love the guitars. Uh, and and the guitar is offsetting the amp choice and the pedal board layout for me. So uh, I want to give it, because I do like the guitars, although I don't like HSS guitars. Uh, yeah, but nor in, do that, I underst- hmm? in that combination, though, it's like the only humbucker they've got, so... Yeah, well, technically the Firebirds are humbuckers. Yeah, but, but they are. I know technically, technically but not, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't like HSS guitars. Um, and I don't understand why it's HSS. It should be SSH. Uh, mm, no. Mm, but anyway, I'm going to give it 7.8. I think clean it, clean, just, I think take half of it away, except for the guitars. Half the pedals, just like yep. simplify it all, and yep. then you're good. Yeah, you're good. Half the amps away, and you're good. Yeah, just pull yeah. half the tubes out and just throw them away. <laughs> uh, I, I think okay. your life will be better if you get rid of that Lone Star. You'll be less your, stressed. Your back will be your better. Your back will be better. Yeah, I mean, for real. You'll you have less option paralysis. I mean, that, that's the thing with those mesas, man. It's like there's so many options. It's a lot, and mesas are one of those things that you know. Like the EQ is funny, you know, for, 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 for someone who's not familiar, um, 
most mesas the eq is set where noon is like neutral Mm -hmm. and then they they add or cut so they're very interactive and they are you know you can get them to do so much and and i've had like experiences with mesas and i thought this is the best sound i've ever heard and then you play a similar amp a week later and you can't stand it yeah i just don't think they're very user-friendly you know for most players out there i know a lot of people have them and love them and that's great i just mm, can't can't handle it so yeah there you go if you want to submit your rig to be dipped here on the show join patreon submit it there's now a special place in the discord for all you patreon members get on the discord if you haven't already because this is where we are uh hanging out and doing all our interactions with the show this is where you you will submit your rigs to be dipped uh it's where we post the links of us going live so you can jump in all that stuff so that's right okay so today we're going to revisit a topic that we have touched on in the past because there is um it's not super new but Sweetwater has dropped their used marketplace, and they're calling it the Gear Exchange. Yes. So can you tell the fine people at home what the deal is with this thing? Yeah, so Sweetwater's getting into the used gear marketplace. For a long time, it's been dominated by you know the likes of Reverb and, of course, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. But in terms of like standalone, secondhand gear retailers, Reverb has basically run the game since, what, 2014? 14 something like that 2015 when they started oh i don't know it's been a while they've been around for a a good minute so it's interesting to see another player in the get in the game and another player as big as sweetwater uh and it has kind of changed the landscape a little bit in terms of what's the best way to buy and sell used gear for a long time in my opinion it just was reverb because i hate craigslist i don't get on facebook anymore uh so for me personally it was just reverb and then you know reverb increased their uh, their sellers fees last year year before last and they were bought by etsy bought by etsy increased their their fees and honestly like it doesn't sound like a huge increase but i've sold a few things recently on reverb a few guitars and stuff like that and those fees they really cut into you man yeah yeah it, it is um like the fee thing I, reverb started um by some of the guys at cme yep and it was 2013 so you're close uh, I think the uh, the initial idea was to c- combat the fees on eBay. Yeah. And when Reverb started, it was pretty. The fees weren't bad. And uh, you know, I understand when the scope of your business changes, fees have to change. Everything goes up. It gets bigger, bigger, bigger. But um, it's got to a point now where it, it. I don't even bother with it most of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just be patient and put stuff on Facebook. I'll put stuff on Craigslist on uh, or, or i'll just take it to a store and say just you know because the consignment fee might be similar that to reverb and then i just don't have to deal with it yeah exactly because what is your time worth in terms of like packaging it up going to ups or fedex or wherever and shipping the thing off so yeah the consignment thing is interesting mm-hmm. um kind of a set it and forget it sort of thing but now interestingly so let's let's touch on sweetwater so I actually have not looked at the gear exchange yet. Obviously, I haven't sold or bought anything on there yet. Um, but when you go to their web page, Sweetwater Gear Exchange, the first thing you see is this big banner. You spoke, we listened, say goodbye to seller's fees. Zero seller fees, zero transaction fees when you choose a Sweetwater gift card as payout. Now, that's right. pretty interesting. Yeah. And didn't Reverb used to offer like Reverb bucks? Yeah, they did like for that? a while, and I I never used it. Did you ever use it? I didn't, uh, but I remember having customers 
like want to use them. Um, like to buy new Mythos mm-hmm. pedals? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the first thing I saw when I Googled this is a gear page thing, which says a good good way for my wife to not see what's going on in the bank account. <laughs> okay, why? Yeah, keep it classy, Dude. gentlemen. Um, God, that, that shit annoys the hell out of me. It's so, like, oh, got to keep, keep it from the wife. Can't have the old battle axe. I got to yeah. buy guitars in the same color just, so the wife doesn't know I'm buying new guitars. Like, just do what I do and don't tell her. And then when she sees it, you tell the truth. Oh, God. <laughs> Usually that happens because I'm like, I'm just caught up in the moment. And I get excited. And then it's like, how to like, I don't know. I, I bought a new amp uh, like Friday. So yeah. because yeah, I mean, I, I don't I generally, Tilly usually knows about stuff. And to be honest, she doesn't care, you know, um, mm-hmm. because you and I are in unique situations where this is our job to have right. this stuff so it makes sense you know i would imagine it would be different if i was like you know i don't know buying car parts or something for a hobby it's it's a different thing but Ooh. you know what kind of car parts uh, <laughs> well anyway okay okay so back to the sweet water ls thing. motor to go in my 87 square body man you just find a shade tree mechanic guy he'll have one in the back uh <laughs> so the, the i so i have perused the Sweetwater gear exchange Right. And uh, like I was looking for what before I bought this strat, I was looking at strats. And now the 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 number of listings on here is not as high as reverb. I think it hasn't really caught on yet. People still don't really know about it. Yeah. But one thing that's cool is that uh, some of the listings uh, what in the world is search Fender Stratocaster and it took me to the home page? Uh oh. Jesus, hold on. There we go. Uh, if if someone is a Sweetwater customer, it's mentioned on the listing, so it's kind of like a way of verifying that they're not just some idiot that's going to take your money and not ship the guitar or whatever. Like they they, if they're a Sweetwater customer, guess oh, what? Sweetwater's yeah. got all their information. <laughs> Sweetwater customer since 2001. I'm looking at some recording gear right now, like a Shadow mm-hmm. Hills Mono Gamma microphone preamp. I used to have a pair of these. Um, really good. God, they've gone up in price. God. Uh, but yeah, so it's like sold by so-and-so. Tells you where they are. Sweetwater customer since 2019. That's pretty interesting. Um, I wonder what the actual like back-end purchasing process is like on on this. Well, buy something, Rhett. Go ahead. Do it while we're doing the thing. Okay, hold on. What should I buy? Should I buy a pedal? What should I buy? No, I'm just kidding. You don't no, have to do I that. mean, let's do it. Let's let's go through the process here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go spend like 500 bucks on something, but let's um, let's try and find something Coward. interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, let's let's uh, I'll one up you. Whatever you spend, uh, whatever I spend, you should spend more. All right, I want to buy an we'll R9. See who, see who the coward is. I just bought an R9. That doesn't count. No, you get a, you get an R8. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, no, I technically I'd be an RO, right? Because I'd have to go one year later. Well, if you go up, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, Gibson RO. I'm just gonna see what we got here. Um, yeah, let's see what the checkout process like. There's only there's only one RO on here. Um, but I mean, the cool thing about this is it's just giving someone another outlet, and the fact that you could sell something and get the money. Uh, oh, you can make an offer. Okay, Ooh. cool. Um, the the fact that you can get money that you can spend on new gear and not have to lose five, eight, ten percent. Yes. And then, like, eh, I don't know. It's just super convenient. Um, Let me just search bus compressor. I'm on the market for a 
good two bus compressor. I'm really okay. nervous. Okay, I have to log in with my Sweetwater account. I'm really nervous that I'm gonna gonna get into this uh -huh. and I'm gonna buy a guitar and not me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I don't know. Th this to me seems like a really cool alternative. I like the way it's laid out. It's mm -hmm. very much like an any normal. It looks like Sweetwater. Yeah. Basically. Um, Just with the, worse uh, pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, really bad pictures, y'all. Come on. You know, it's uh, taking pictures is hard. Yeah, but some of, no, but okay. So this. Oh wait, no. Okay, so the thumbnail was just bad. The thumbnail on this one was like straight up potato quality. Yeah. Sweetwater customer since 1999. Wow. Dang. Good job, Sonic Landscapes Recording. Good job, guys. Been in the game for a minute since I was nine years old. Been buying gear at Sweetwater. Um. So okay, yeah. So far, I like it. I mean, it feels feels like Sweetwater. Uh, I will say, I think Reverb offers, you know, a little bit more in terms of features. Like, if you're the type of person, um, like let's say, let's say you own a pedal company that rhymes with uh, JHS, okay, <laughs> and you're the type of person that just is constantly on Reverb because you, there's stuff that you have to have uh, because you're a, a completion completionist completist whatever completionist yeah yeah so i think i think reverb has two things in its corner over the gear exchange one the user base like reverb has been the standard sort of well one of the standard gear marketplaces for the better part of a decade now but they also have interesting like user features that i noticed got quite a bit better once etsy took them over so there's like mm -hmm. a feed and you know, they kind of know what you're looking for. You can follow certain items. It, it You can set alerts up for certain items. So, you know, if you were the type of person that had, I don't know, a few thousand pedals in your collection and you were adding some more, um, I think reverb would probably be a better option for you as of right now. Well, I mean, just the sheer number of users is pretty incredible. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like wrap my head. We're talking about selling and all I can think about is buying stuff now. Should I buy um, Duke of Tone? Oh, wait, I'm on Reverb. I got to buy it on Sweetwater, right? Yeah. Well, you could buy a new one. You... Oh, that's true. Wait, can you buy... Let's see if there's a used one. Hold on. I have one. Uh, my good friend at Mass... My good friend Brian at Mass Street Music sent me one for my birthday. Oh. Very nice. Wait, did I send um, you anything? I didn't send you anything for your birthday. You didn't send me shit. You didn't even text me. You didn't wow. say nothing. I mean, you might have. I don't know. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I probably didn't because I'm terrible. I'm so bad at stuff like that. But, okay. So let's let's take a step back why don't you don't like facebook you don't like craigslist is no. it because of the the meeting the, the person yeah, sort of thing are I've you afraid had... that they're going to recognize you and be like oh my god you're at Hall. will you just give this to me is that is that what your word is going to happen i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna gloss over that <laughs> and know that you're taking the piss and just ignore <laughs> that uh nothing would make me no no that's not the, the worry the, the you, thing i know with, that i'm just the, <laughs> The thing with Craigslist is like I've bought and sold stuff on Craigslist for years, not just music gear, but just random shit. Like I sold all my whitewater kayaking gear a few years ago and it's like, it's just weird and I don't like it. Okay. I'll just be honest. I don't like it. I'm not the type of person. I don't like wheeling and dealing. I don't want to go and mm -hmm. barter. Like the idea of bartering, like, like I'm trying to buy a truck right now and I'm getting close to the process where I actually got to go into the, the dealership and sit and argue with some guy about how much money, how overpriced this truck is and how much, you know, it just sucks. I hate it. So anything that prevents me from having to do anything like that, I, 
I'll pay the seller's fee to not have to talk to anybody or see anybody or like physically hand something to somebody and take cash for it. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I understand the convenience of not having to go meet somebody is, um, is, is worth it because like, I, like I love, I love buying and trading on, on those platforms, but I don't have the time to meet people. Um, I never have the time. And then I'm like, just come to me. And no one ever wants to do that. I'm like, I'll give, I have money in my hand and they, no one wants to, they always want you to come to them. Um, I mean, so a couple of years ago I sold a bike on uh Facebook marketplace. Right. And it was my, my first road bike. If you know anything about road bikes, like the fit of the road bike is super important. Like you get it, everything dialed in like down to the millimeter and like you often pay to have a fit done. Like it's a big deal. Bike fit is a big, big deal. And it got to the point where I was trying to buy this new bike and I need to sell my old bike. And I went, met this guy in a Kroger parking lot. Okay. And he showed up to ride a road bike in flip flops. And he, he started like the seat was too high for him because I'm taller than he was. So right. I was like, okay, well on that bike, it's a matter of like an Allen key and you've got a, so I, I, reset the whole seat for him, changed everything. He rode it around two laps. He was like, I don't know, man, I don't like it too much. And then left. And now I've lost an hour and a half of my time and I have to go back and reset my bike up and the whole thing. It just sucked. It was awful. That was my last time selling something on Craigslist. And I'm pretty sure I swore it off after that. So I like, I mean, I get it. I get it. I I just think like they're, they're like, okay. So Jason, he just texts me a fantastic used pedal that I would love to buy a 1970s Tycho Bra Octavia, but it's $2,900. <laughs> so why are you scared? Because <laughs> I'm moving and I, I have to buy workbenches. If work you scared, so you scared. Have you seen the price of workbenches? Um, <laughs> but the thing about like buying on those all those platforms, especially Facebook, is you can get such good deals on stuff. So if you're willing to put up with uh, idiots, uh, no offense. Um, <laughs> no offense to the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to all you morons out there. <laughs> <laughs> None of you fine people, no you guys are great. Um, <laughs> then, then like there are some really good deals to be had, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it's more about like I've never been like pressed to sell stuff, so posting things on on any online store is usually a last result or, or last resort. Right. Last result. I mean, I guess it would be a last result. <laughs> yeah. True. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find something fun to buy. But what about the consigning thing? Is that something that you've ever? Um, I've had done to it a couple of times, yeah. But it's been a while, and and the last times I've I've done it, I think I had like this little one by twelve cabinet that I wasn't using, and I took it into Atlanta Discount Music, and they're always cool. Like the cool thing about shops like Atlanta Discount is a large part of their inventory is consignment. So every time you go in, there's completely different stuff in there, which is fun. But it was like by the time it was a cheap like Jet City cabinet and by the time they sold it and took the fees and everything, I think I made like 60 bucks on it, 75 bucks on it. Yeah. Oh, those Jet City cabinets are cheap though. Yeah. But this one had like really cool. This was a special edition one that had like the Western Tolex and it was, this was actually a really cool cab. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'd swap the speaker in it. So, oh man. Well, or you turn out like me whenever you buy or trade on Craigslist and you get got. And then you yeah, you did get a... got. See, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. You got got hard on Craigslist. I did. Yep. Yep. And there's I no did. recourse. Mm-mm. That's the other you thing. You don't have any recourse. No, there's no, there's no uh, 
uh, review page or no. anything. I can't go. I mean, unless I, I remembered this guy's name, I still have his email. I guess I could like, you know, find a like a one of those Reddit threads where people just like send him all sorts of spam email. Oh god! <laughs> or just start signing him up for uh, like gym, like uh, free free trials of stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what you should um, do. I should do that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So. What are we trying to say here? Are we trying to say well, that we should all give Gear Exchange it, a try? I'm interested to see what happens with Gear Exchange strictly because Sweetwater is such a big player in the industry. And I like the fact, look, most of, not most of the time, but at least for me, most of the time I have sold gear, it's been to get other gear, to buy other stuff. And right. I, I kind of live by a strict ethos of if I'm going to sell something, it's, you know, as best as I can, it's going to be in order to step forward, like not make a lateral move, especially with things like guitars and amps, like big ticket items. If I'm going to sell something like a guitar, I'm not going to, you know, sell a Mexican Fender to get another like equivalent value guitar. That's just not how I'd like to do it. If I'm going to sell something, I want it to be in service of getting me further along or a higher quality piece of gear. So like right now I'm buying recording gear. Accumulating outboard stuff. And so if I if I sold my Les Paul, for example, the other the 2019, it would be so that mm-hmm. I could buy a bus compressor or you know uh, a two BQ or something like that that I'm going to use. That selling the guitar is not going to pay for. It's just going to put a dent in the overall price of the item. So with that in mind, I like that Sweetwater is offering no seller fees if you turn around and spend the money at Sweetwater, with the caveat being on new gear yeah which is i mean i i like that because i feel like for a lot of people um you know the majority of people who are just this is their hobby um because let's face it the majority of the guitar players in the world are are not professionals they're they're just people that love the instrument playing music and having fun and so i'd say for most people the experience of buying and trading and selling is to just garner experience to try something new and so making a lateral move is not, um, is by no means a bad thing for a lot of people. It's just a way of educating yourself. And the only way to do it is to let go of things. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. But, but the fact that you can do this with Sweetwater and like, say you sell your, you know, an old uh, Mexican Strat and a few pedals, and then you can put that right towards a Tele or a Jazzmaster or, you know, an SG or something. I think that's really cool. And the fact that no one else is doing this. I think reverb bucks used to take away, like I was kind of of going back to that. Um, I think you got to omit some of the fees. If I'm not mistaken in the chat, people can can, Mm -hmm. or in the comments, please correct me. But um, I think that's really interesting. um, The idea of being to have this money. I found a pedal I want to buy on Sweetwater here. Oh, okay. I got to keep looking. Well, the thing is, the thing is like, I think it makes more sense with Sweetwater versus reverb because Sweetwater is like, at least in North America, the biggest online gear retailer, and they have everything. Whereas Reverb is not necessarily, uh, I don't know. I just never connected with the whole Reverb Bucks thing. Right. Uh, and I don't think well, a lot it's of people gone do. Now, and it's, so. yeah, they, they ain't doing that no more. Um, they've also got live sound and lighting stuff on it. Well, I guess Reverb does all its stuff too. I just don't ever look at that. Well, um, and Reverb now is kind of bloated because you have every dealer 
post everything yeah. on Reverb. Because if you have a Shopify, if you have a Squarespace or whatever, all those things talk to each other, and now everything can go everywhere. And holy hell, is it, it overwhelming. Is, it is true. Like, if I go to my Reverb homepage here, I'm logged into my account, so it's I've got all my, like, you know, metadata and stuff on me. So big banner at the top, watch and win, not interested. Um, don't wait to save. Shop deals on Vox, sure, and more. Like, no, like I have to scroll halfway down the page to get to listings recommended for me. Um, and you know, I will say most things here are like personal sellers. It's not, yeah. not, um, retailers, but once you start to look for something like, all right, let's look at on reverb. Let's go Duke of tone. Oh, by the way, I'm buying a voodoo lab analog chorus. Ooh, those for, are good. Uh, hundred bucks. Dude, Great those, deal. Yeah. Those are really good. All right, so if I go with Duke of Tone, let's see, dealer listing, personal listing, dealer, personal, dealer, 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 dealer. So, uh, yeah. That it, might it be is... a little too new because of... That's true. All right, so what what should I look up then? What's something... Look up a photo lab analog course. <laughs> well, no, no I... dealer's going to have that. No, I know. Uh, so, I, so hold on. I just bought that pedal. Okay. It was very easy, the most normal of checkouts. Uh, so um, you can make offers. I didn't. I just got it because it was a good price. And uh, PayPal, credit card, all the things. Normal. So gear exchange, cool. Thumbs up. I wonder if I'm going to get a call from my Sweetwater rep about this. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That is a legitimately good question. Um, in other news, I found something on Reverb that I want. Ooh. Uh, let's post it up in the chat here. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's on the it's in our other chat. Uh a Hawk HR forty spring reverb. Hawk HR forty spring reverb. Sound gas serviced. Uh which is actually a big big deal. This is an old analog spring reverb unit that I learned about this morning. I was watching a, a mix with the masters episode of the gentleman that uh mixed one of Michael Kiwanuka's singles last year and it sounded unbelievable and he was doing this thing with the with the lead vocal over the chorus where he was stacking different spring reverbs and then compressing them hmm. uh and this is one of the reverbs he was using and it sounded unreal 750 bucks you know is that a good deal i don't know i've never seen this before <laughs> today so but it is sound gas serviced and it does have an 85 dollars price drop it does so. this is one of those things though because it's in the uk you really need to watch the the price of the pound because you could save a lot of money. Uh, Ooh, that's a good that. point. So put it in that watch. Uh, I, hard I, I hearted it. Yeah, it's, mm. I'm watching it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was listed eight months ago, dude. Oh, maybe I should make make an offer. An offer. Be yeah. like, hey, you take four hundred dollar dues for that thing. <laughs> I'll give you hundred and fifty hard cash right now. See, if you knew The Simpsons, you would understand the dollar dues joke. But yeah, you, I don't. You don't, I don't, so. don't know anything about The Simpsons. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I'll forgive you. Dude, stereo in and out. Come on. This is just Rhett and Zach shop uh for half an hour. Well let's give let's give some people some some hard uh buying advice that they can actually use, some actionable advice when they're shopping online, whether it's reverb, Craigslist, Sweetwater, whatever. What what would you tell someone who's um who's maybe new to this and uh so they, they don't get got like you you did? <laughs> uh inspect everything. Ask to play it, and 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 if it has, uh, like, if, especially if it's an amp, turn on your flashlight. You got one on your phone. I know you do. Look inside that thing. 
feel around, check the tubes. Uh, if it's a guitar, be sure to check, uh, you know, the, the, the neck and make sure there's nothing funky, but just take your time. And, and ultimately don't feel pressured to buy something because someone's standing there and looking at you. It is absolutely okay to piss that person off and say, I don't want it, or this is not what I expected. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing where most of us get in trouble is you're excited. It's new and you want to buy it, but then you don't look at it and then you get what happened to me and you get fucked. So mm -hmm. don't yeah. do that. Just don't, don't change the person's uh, seat height on their bike when they're, <laughs> when you're looking at their stuff. Okay. As long as that's okay. Um, yeah. And I would say on guitars, especially too, like depending on the guitar, depending on its age, you, especially as you start to get into more vintage stuff or high dollar stuff, it might be a good idea. Again, this is not for every guitar purchase, but something that's, you know, like, like my 65, uh, SG junior, we, I did basically like a free, a full pre-purchase inspection on that guitar. Like you would for a car, like a used car. I mean, we, we pulled the pickguard off. We looked at the pot dates. We pulled the pickup out. I mean, we, we tested the truss rod. Truss rod's a big one, especially on older guitars. And if yeah. you're looking at something like old, you know, harmonies or Tysco's or, you know, the funky old Sears Roebuck guitars or something from the fifties and sixties, a lot of those guitars are garbage and you have to be careful and you need to make sure that if it has a truss rod, that it turns, um, you know, make sure are, are the pickups original? It's not a deal breaker if they're not original. It's just something you need to, to know about and negotiate, um, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, and I, so I recently did a thing with Dan from that pedal show talking about player-grade vintage. And one thing that I um, recommended, and and this is really important, when, when if someone's doing like you, if you're looking at a high-end piece or a vintage piece or something that, that you might not have, you, you might not know all the provenance that goes along with it, Find a shop that you know and trust. Ask them if you can meet there and check out stuff with their techs or whatever. You might mm -hmm. have to pay a bench fee or work that into worth the price it, or something. Worth it. Totally worth it because it's going to save you some some heartbreak if there's really something wrong. Uh, if, you, if it's a vintage guitar, I think the most important thing that, that you can possibly do, apart from a visual inspection and like Rhett said, checking frets, checking truss rod, is uh, run a blacklight over it because you can see if it's been refinished, if it's been oversprayed, oh, if there's yeah. been any repairs that might be invisible to the naked eye, you're going to see it when you put that black light on it. I did not do glow. a black light on my SG, but that, I trust the guy that I bought it from. Yeah, from you're, Lindsay. you're cool. Yeah, Lindsay at, at Maple Street, I trust him. He's he's a, he's a straight shooter. And that's the thing too, is like buy from, from trusted sources, which isn't always possible online. I mean, obviously we're talking about reverb and, and these marketplaces and stuff, but yeah. you know, support your local shops, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, the mom and pop guitar shop thing. is a special, a special thing that needs to stick around. So yeah. Um, and I think ultimately, if you don't feel comfortable shipping an instrument, if you don't feel comfortable meeting people and dealing with this stuff, find a store that you like and see if they have consignment see what their consignment rates are. It's usually as competitive. It might be a little bit more than reverb fees or e especially it's probably less than eBay. But um, the fact that they can take care of it listed on their website or whatever and do all that work for you mm -hmm. is sometimes worth it. I consign a lot of stuff, uh, especially like pedals and things at Eastside Music Supply. That's where I bought this amp. Um, I bought an Ampeg J20, which is basically a brown panel deluxe. Um, been there a while they gave me a great deal and it's just like you just keep you just keep that wheel turning and everybody wins so. yep yep nice all right on to uh shill of the week 
speaking of east side my shill i bought at east side last week let me grab it Ooh. oh yeah oh yeah now uh i left it in its box because i want to make a tiktok or youtube short about unboxing this thing it has the it's so cool do you want to go first I, I can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> having having a mustache, I need to drink from a straw because if you drink oh, like yeah, this, yeah. you just become a sopping wet mess. The old, uh, the old flavor saver, huh? That's right. Oh, man. Here you go. This one's for Rhett. So this is the Frank Brothers Arcade. Um, no, this is not mine. They uh, very kindly sent this to me to, to check out and try. And uh, I know you don't like the... The uh, the shape, the unevenness the of shape. the shape. I just can't do it. Doesn't bother me. I think it's sexy, guys. Um, but it's a very interesting guitar. It's way different than I expected. I expected it to. I I, I don't know what I expected. It just it, it when when I got it in my hands, I thought, oh, this is totally different. The neck. So I mean, I'm sure most people who have seen these have seen. Um, there it is. Have seen the volute on this mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. which is very much like an old uh, Martin uh, volute, and the neck feels it feels like a, a Martin acoustic guitar to me, um, which you know your mileage may vary on that, but as far as fit and finish and construction and everything, it's immaculate. It's a very good sounding guitar. It has Lawler Imperials in it. They mentioned maybe I throw some, uh, or well, they want to try some Mythos humbuckers in it. Maybe we'll throw them in here, but. The one of the coolest things about it is it's got a little um, clear. I, I do love that. Plate. I do love that. And okay. all their solder work is impeccable. So I don't so, want to mess that up. I did play that guitar. You did. I did. Um, and I do agree with you on the Martin neck thing. It feels like a Martin neck. It's cool. It does. It's cool. It, it's like it's it's like it, it, the neck feels like an acoustic guitar with an SG body or something. It's really small down here. It feels real tight. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's, it's different. interesting. It's very well made guitar. Frank Brothers. Y'all build a hell of a guitar. I just, please explain to me why, hold it up again, mm-hmm. straight on, let's get the straight profile shot, because this was a debate with us for a while. Is it offset or not? And it is offset. It is. But it's not offset enough to be like, it's almost like the uncanny valley kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it's almost human, but not quite, and that's all I see. It just looks shifted just a little bit, like, it's it's offset it's offset in, in an interesting way like the lower side is is further up where I feel like if it was turned this way where um yeah more of a tr- traditional offset yeah where the it's tilted the other direction it might feel a little more uh balanced cuz yeah. it, it is weighted a little it's interesting how it's weighted um shape wise this way but I, I I don't know that doesn't bother me I like things being a little quirky and goofy so i mean i do too i like i love offset guitars but it's like they couldn't decide if they wanted it to be offset or not so they kind of went halfway and they should have just committed to going full offset that's how i feel about it yeah well maybe who knows this is their only body shape i mean they do different permeations uh, permutations permeation that's a word right we need a vocabulary episode where we just look up and and hash out all of our uh our issues with words in the English <laughs> language. language. Yeah. Uh, b- uh, but uh, maybe one day they'll make one that's a little more quirky. Uh, Wit in the, um, in the, in the chat asked, does it neck dive in it? 
I'm just holding it by the strap pin, and it, it, it it's very well balanced. It's not a very heavy guitar, and uh, I mean it, yeah. it is a great guitar. Like don't oh, yeah. don't hear me shitting on the shape and think that oh it sucks. It's a great guitar. It sounds great. You know, it's very well built. Frank Brothers builds a hell of a guitar. Yeah, the shape like is just it. a it's a hard pass. It's gonna be a yikes for me, dog, on that one. <laughs> All right, there you go. So okay. My shill this week, uh, something every time I go to Nashville now, I try and buy something from Eastside Music Supply. They are mm-hmm. a really cool shop, and I wasn't looking for anything in particular, which oftentimes leads to the best pur- purchases. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought a pedal from Intensive Care Audio. Okay, now this is not a brand I'm familiar with. I'd never heard of them or seen them uh, before walking into Eastside Music Supply. First of all, look at the art on the box. Uh huh. Pretty rad. Pretty cool. Uh, so then you open it. This is called the f- fiddle fiddle fiddleator fiddleator. F i d e l e a t e r. Fiddleator. Fiddleator. No, I don't know. I don't either. So you open the box. Nice little uh, little prescription style sticker there. It's pretty cool. I appreciate a really good branding. Uh, branding thing and an unboxing experience i need to up my box game yeah so it says uh let's see patient name prescription says side notes to be taken orally a u r a l l y oh nice do not exceed recommended dose all right so then you open it now check this oh shit hold on (gasps) check this out so little little bag in there right oh yeah little little alcohol swab little uh suit this i actually haven't even read this all the way through so it gives you a like prescription <laughs> in there uh what the fiddle leader fiddle later does is a lo-fi chorus vibrato delay pedal for the treatment of bland guitar syndrome and excessive oral dryness uh a-u-r-a-l used regularly it can provide effective relief from these and other music and instrumentation related conditions goes on uh it tells you what it is these are the directions um it's wild I was playing it in the shop. I don't really know how to describe what this is or what it does. Um, mm. I'll post up, like I said, a TikTok or YouTube short of me playing it. But, uh, okay. <laughs> little prescription, prescription bag. bag. Oh an actual gosh. prescription bag. And then, uh, then just. See, this right. is smart. See, they're using, like, found objects to yeah, complete yeah, yeah. their packaging. That's but smart. But that's it. That's a, that's a pretty cool piece of kit right there. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's wild. This is a a ridiculous sounding lo-fi modulation machine. So haven't spent a ton of time enclosure. with it. Yeah, it's a cool enclosure. It's like a bent metal. It looks kind of like those uh, Moog those little Moog yeah yeah, pedals. yeah the Moog pedals, but it's uh yeah. So sorry, Penny. Oh, yawn. that <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's it. The f- I don't know how to pronounce it. Someone, you know, if you guys are watching, someone email me and tell me how to pronounce that. But um, cool. Yeah, cool pedal. Sneed, I like it. Sneed, man. Well, there you go, everyone. Yeah. So before we go, don't forget to go to stumac.com slash dipped in town. Buy the most expensive thing they have. Tell us what it is. Off. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, and remember, you get a a lifetime warranty on that stuff. So, 
I'm gonna wait you, to pack you this can up be, while we're not on a microphone. How about that? That's a that's, a, that's so annoying. Yeah, if you you can just you can beat the hell out of this stuff, and if you break it, they're gonna they're gonna replace it. But don't do it. Don't take don't care of your stuff. tools, people. Yeah. Buy buy the tools to take care of your tools. Do you do that? Do you do you use files and then get your wire brush out and like clean all the file gunk I out? I don't of the... own a file. You don't own a file. What? Well, hold, okay, hold on. <laughs> what? Don't come at me like, oh, you don't own a file, as if it's like every person. What am I not a man because I don't have a full set of, of fucking diamond files in my workbench or whatever? Well, I mean, I'm not. How many hammers do you have? Uh, well, I got a, I got a, I've got two really good framing hammers. Okay. I got a hell of a nail gun. Uh, okay. Pneumatic air, n- nail gun. About to get a trim nailer. I mean, I got, I can hammer some shit. Okay. <laughs> I got an impact gun. Well, I got a drill. I got gonna... a six foot level. I got a four foot level. I got a hell of a miter saw. I mean, I okay. got the biggest damn miter saw you can get your hands on. So don't okay, come well, at me like I don't, you know, I'm not I'm just saying, man over here. You know, I'm going to get you a nice set of rat tail files, a nice set of files, get you a little, a little wire brush. And um, I don't need to all file files, fi- though. Not yet. What am I going to need to file? I don't know. You might have to. I don't see. We just have so much work to do. <laughs> so you're you're the kind of guy that's like buy the tool and then wait for the need to arise and then. Sometimes I mean, like most of my tools have come from like home projects, but also uh, working doing all the prop stuff. Uh, right. I mean, I I think to, uh, files are incredibly. My dad is like he has hundreds of files. He's he's got a. He's a very much an aficionado of, of hand tools. But um, when I was building the Proton Pack, I, I discovered so many great tools like a center finder and things like that that are just like a V that you can draw straight lines and find the center of a circle or every like, you know, things that are hard. You're like, how do I how do I find the center of this cup? You know, if you oh, needed dude, to yeah. do that. My version of that is a speed square. I learned. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. man. Framing, framing the basement. God having that thing on your hip just whipping it out and doing all kinds of shit with it. I, and actually learning how to use it, like the angles and everything. Speed squares are rad. See, and I'm the kind of guy that if like your door doesn't close properly, if like something's catching or it's like kind of rough, I'll, t- I'll take the plate off. I'll take those files and I'll smooth it out until it's like, it's <laughs> Dude, opening and you shutting and the perfect. mustache talking about files is, is a, where's my a flannel shirt. Yeah. It's a vibe right now. <laughs> Very Tim, the tool man, Taylor. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. Yeah. Stu Mac. Thanks for sponsoring today's episode. Check it out. Link in the description. Uh, get 10% off the uh, whatever you want. You don't have to buy the most expensive thing. You know? Get whatever thing you that need. works best for you. Yeah. Maybe you need some files. Go get you some files. All right. All right. We'll see you all next, uh, next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.